Charlotte Soccer Show. John Hayes, Danny Brands. What's up, Danny? We're live here on a Wednesday evening in the Queen City. It's it's great to see you on this Charlotte Soccer Show live stream, of course, presented by our friends at Hotfly. It's a beautiful day. Uh, thanks, Hotfly, for presenting always. Can't wait for another the latest Fresh Drop Friday coming up any time uh, of the week. Uh, it's great to be here. It's on a Wednesday on a... Uh, I don't know what I couldn't think of a quick W adjective for alliterative Wednesday descriptor there, but uh, it's a very big Wednesday. It's a huge news Wednesday. A lot of stories came out today, stories we were on top of that we confirmed. Finally, stories that we didn't know about. There were no leaks about another big story that happened. And then stories that came after Dino, the Mino, the Mano, uh, met the public and, you know, finally sort of gave us his impressions of his first two weeks in charge of the club. And uh, John, you got to talk to him today. Uh, you were in the room. Tell me about it. Dean Smith, he's, he spoke in Miami midway through uh, what is Charlotte FC's preseason. Uh, there's a friendly on Friday, Danny. So it was, it was fun to kind of have him on the microphone a few days before a match, if you will. Um, he, he said he didn't, he didn't, he had never heard of the word scrimmage before uh, throughout his entire career. What, did he, uh, what so was his term for that? Uh, I guess it's a friendly or a practice game. I'm not sure, but the scrimmage was a, a brand new turn uh, for, for Dino. So it was, it was awesome to talk to him. But um, I, there was a lot of news to come out of this press conference, Danny, right? Because I think the first thing uh, that had everyone in the room's um, interest was the fact that he spoke out on designated player, Camille Yusviak, Danny, a player that has been discussed a lot of, of late, uh, what his future will be, and and leave it to Dean Smith, Danny, to just lay it out as frank as humanly possible. Um, well, at the moment, Camille hasn't joined us um, in in Miami at the moment, so I had a chat with him before. Um, I just felt that, you know, we, we would look for a different profile of player um, where Camille plays, and he understood that. So I believe him and his, his agent are, are looking for a club at the moment. Okay, Danny, what we call that is um, when when you report on a player and a manager not seeing him fit into the future of the club, right? This manager, yeah. we, he doesn't necessarily see him fit into the future here at Charlotte FC. So I had a conversation with him. I let him know he's well aware. It's a man-to-man -man conversation. Camille Yuzviak was told clearly by Dean Smith mm -hmm. that, sorry, son, you're not part of my plans here at Charlotte FC. And yeah, Dean I Smith just came out and said it today as as frank as you, you possibly could. I kept thinking to myself uh, today as I was thinking about, like, at, as this news came out, like, you know, as, as you were sort of relayed to me, like, okay, he said this, this, and this right after the, uh, the press conference. I was like, holy crap, he said, to, he told Camille to his face that you're at, not in the plans. That is like, that popped. Out. That was like the biggest news item for me for sure. And I just kept like thinking to myself, how did that conversation go? Like, I like much like uh, George McFly. I'm not that good at confrontations, you know. Like, I I just like cringe at the thought of like having to deliver a tough conversation to like tell somebody like, look, you're not it. Sorry. It's it's like I I can like come to the realization. I know uh, when someone needs to have that conversation had with them, uh, but I'm not very good at delivering it. So uh, props to Dino for being able to deliver it and just talk about it. That's why that's yet another reason why I'm not a big time soccer coach, but. Uh, um, I'm glad the conversation was had because you and I, we'd been talking. I kind of put my my sort of like plan to my flag. I, I I was very firm in saying I know for a, even though I didn't know for a fact, I knew for a fact that this club was moving on from Camille Yusviak. I was reading the the tea leaves um, 
that our, our Englishmen in camp were, were putting out there. And uh, I just thought to myself, there's no way Camille starts the season with his team. And now we got the confirmation of it today. And uh, I was glad that it was so straightforward. I want to thank all the TIFOs for jumping in. Obviously, we got a bunch of people jumping on this stream. We're here live. And uh, Joe Garcia gets cuts right to the point, John. He liked Dino's answers to the presser. Straightforward. That's exactly right. And that's why I say they're just a frank answer. It's a it's a really nice uh, thing to hear a Charlotte FC manager just take a microphone and let people know <laughs> about the decisions that he's making and, and what he wants moving forward. And that's key, right? Because uh, he did not just say, hey, uh, I told uh, Camille Uziak to, to talk to his agent and maybe find another club. <laughs> Right. He also he, he was uh, like he's like I think they're looking for another club. <laughs> you know, it's just like, it's so great, you know. Whatever what he, what he we don't we did. don't really care because he's not here. And right. uh, and how about how about Brett Thompson checking in? We go we love Brett Life. Dino one hundred percent sends food back at the restaurant, and I still love him. Yeah, that's that's probably a good take. Yeah, he also what he did, Danny. Uh, he said he won certain pieces on this roster as well. I'm, I'm looking at the moment, and I. I I feel we lack a little bit of balance defensively. Um, I think we've got four or five centre-backs and all right-footed, so I wouldn't mind getting a left-footed centre-back uh, to give us a little bit more balance and and obviously a bit more pace in the team uh, are the areas that I would like to improve. So that's another decision by the by the manager. He's circled two positions. He's, he's circled a left-footed centre-back, Danny, and he's, mm -hmm. he's also circled a pacey player as well. And I'm just going to make the assumption that a pacey player where he could potentially deem find a, a spot for a pacey player might be on that right wing, uh, might mm -hmm. be on the, the wing somewhere where uh, Camille Uzviak uh, usually played for Christian Latanzia. Yeah, I mean, wh where do you want speed on the pitch? It's, it's on the wings, right? And, uh, you know, Gesslin checking in says, this is called leadership. I agree. I, th I don't think these like demands that uh, Dean sort or, you know, desires that Dino put out there were a huge surprise. This is kind of what like you would have asked anybody um, in the fan base. What do you need? They would have said wingers and center backs. Like that's kind of like recognized as the positions of need right now for Charlotte. I love the specificity. I love that. He said, I need a left footed center back. You know, like he's like he knows the pieces that he's looking for. And I've given Dino credit for like being a guy who's not insisting on his system and like he will like he's going to mold what he gets. He's going to like mold his system to the players, not his players to the system. But at the same time, if he's making requests, right, it's like, hey, Zord, if you're taking requests, you know, uh, Mr. DJ, I wouldn't mind you spinning me a left footed center back, please. Exactly. Uh, no doubt about it. And uh, Danny, other news uh, today? For Charlotte FC, it's been a big news day with, with Dino at the mic. And, of course, right. an announcement first thing in the morning before that, uh, a front office uh, shakeup, if you will. No one's leaving the building, but there's there's folks coming in the building. Uh, and that is Tommy Wilson. Danny, we talked about this on the show, uh, the new technical director for, for Charlotte mm -hmm. FC, coming from the Philadelphia Union, where he built that academy into one of the best academies uh, in MLS, maybe the best academy in MLS. He's been tasked with overseeing the entire program for Charlotte FC as well. And Miles Joseph, the associate head coach for uh, Dean Smith. Uh, interesting, I thought, uh, in this answer from Dean Smith about these two appointments, uh, Tommy Wilson, we'll call that a club signing, and Miles Joseph, that was a, a manager signing. Tommy, um, you know, that wasn't my my hire or involvement. Um, you know, that's certainly a front, front office hire. Um, but I'm really pleased that Tommy has joined us. I'm... I know of him and I know friends of his from, from when he was at Rangers. Uh, and, 
everybody I've spoken to has spoken glowingly. Um, and obviously, his knowledge and what he's done at, at Philadelphia is he's, he's very impressive as well. So we're really pleased to to have got him on board. And but I was heavily involved in in bringing Miles into 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 the club. Um, we interviewed a, a ton of coaches, a ton of a, you know. Uh, coaches that can come and assist me and help me uh, with, with MLS experience because that's the thing that I feel that I lack. Um, and Miles was 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 the uh, the one we chose out of a, a very you know um, very high caliber of of talent that's out there in terms of coaches and um, you know his knowledge of the game of the players in the in in this league, coaches in this league and how teams will play will be invaluable for me. So really pleased to have him on board. How excited, Danny, are you about these appointments? I'm very excited. It's like, what do they say in the movie business when a, when an actor gets very big? They say, you know, one for me, one for them. You know, I do one for I do a, a passion project that I like, and then I do what the studio tells me to for the next project. So Dino kind of gave me a one for me, one for them uh, take on that, which I enjoy. Um, you know, Tommy Wilson... You know, pour one out. I don't want to pour this coffee on my microphone here, but pour one out. Pour a little bit out for Level Up Luke, tremendous friend of the show, uh, who is a big Celtic fan. And just as this is Rangers blood, just being infused into Charlotte FC now with our fields, Rangers ties, and now Tommy Wilson's Rangers ties. So sorry about that, Luke. You're just going to have to switch from green to blue. I think I, you want to switch from green to blue anyway. I, I'm like now a Rangers fan because of Scott Arfield. Um, that if you, if you, and by the way, if you haven't heard the Scott Arfield interview on the Charlotte Soccer Show, make sure you go and listen to that. He's he's a great Scotsman, and it's nice to know that Tommy Wilson, another Scott, is is coming into this club, and and those two definitely will will get on. There's mm -hmm. no doubt about that. And then the, the the UK influence over this club, Danny, just continues to grow, doesn't it? Yeah, it definitely does. And like uh, Westwood, I think is going to be even more influential in the team this year. I, I've said it, I said it from like almost from the end of last year, I was like. Ashley Westwood is coming for next next year. Like he's not effing around. He's coming to like get at some people, and he's coming to like make a much bigger impact in his in his second year in MLS than uh, than his first year. I hope, uh, which was decent impact last year. But then the other thing I like, even though we are getting that British invasion a little bit still, we also are bringing in Miles Joseph. I love that Dean recognized what he lacked. Like how great is it that Dean Smith comes in here is not um, so blind as to say, well, I don't need. MLS experience. I've got Premier League experience. What what do I need an MLS or neck in my side for? But he actually knows. Like it's a great man who knows his own weaknesses and like you know, physician know thyself. And uh, also, the unexamined life is not worth living. If I can throw one more little uh, great quotation out there for you, and Dean Smith has examined his life and he knows he needs some MLS help. Once a Gesslin checks in with Gesslin is is reposting the same comment that he posted ten <laughs> minutes ago. This is leadership. We gotta love that. Um, but Dino said, I'm going to go get an MLS lifer. Miles Joseph is an MLS lifer. This guy was drafted out of college into MLS in 1996 and has worked for this organization in, in one capacity or another for almost 30 years now. So he's been an assistant coach on a lot of great teams. Uh, he was an interim head coach for Portland Timbers at the end of last year. He sort of saw out their campaign after they fired Gio Savarese. So Gotta love um, Joseph coming in. Gotta love Dean realizing he needs a guy like Joseph. I don't know Miles Joseph, and it's not like Dean like knew Miles Joseph either. But he said we interviewed a bunch of people, and I liked Miles the best. And I said I gotta have this guy. So that's pretty cool to me. And yeah, I don't know. We're getting a 
you know, a lot of our comments that are coming in here now are about the first topic we had, Camille, and we'll, we'll get back to Camille and some of the team stuff later. But I think these hires, I do want to point out what Ash Hamrick is asking. And Johnny, what do you think? Will the front office additions have effect on this transfer window? That's kind of the crux of like, today's like such a good day for Charlotte FC with all this news and positivity. But like, we can't forget that like every single day for the last week or so has been like clamoring for transfers and new players and stuff like that. So, and it will probably go back to that tomorrow. It, it will. And it's a great question by Ash. And it's, it's great to have Ash checking in on the show. And Danny, the answer is no. These, these new <laughs> hires at this moment will not. Uh, uh, Tommy Wilson is the technical director for the club. I believe his start date is February 12th. Mm -hmm. And he'll be focused on, again, what the technical technical director for this club is going to do is just going to have complete oversight on some of the technical aspects about how this soccer club runs. What type of soccer does Charlotte FC play? Not just mm -hmm. that, in the first team, but in the youth academy as well. At Crown Legacy, there's a connection. There's a tissue between all the different clubs that are within the club. So that when players are elevated or promoted and move on and, and grow into their new roles at the club, they're still playing that same style of soccer. And that's what Tommy Wilson will do uh, for the next many, many years. He's 62 years old. Uh, I, I think he's got a chance to be here for, for the tail end of his career and, and be here um, for, for hopefully a long tenure. He was with Philadelphia Union for, I think it was 10 years, uh, almost 11 years, more, more than a decade. He's 62, so he he puts in a decade here at Charlotte FC and then runs for president of the United States, right? Uh, but the, how about Ash Hamrick checking in from Germany to ask that question, staying up till 3 a.m.? We got to love that. Wow. I think Tommy's to whole – yeah, cheers to you. I, I think Tommy's whole big thing is like setting up the academy and like working with Dean and saying what is the style, and then he knows how to like take a style that a coach has given him and impart it down the line. It's almost like a producer-director relationship on a film set or, or, or something like that. So I, I think it's going to be really cool. And I, the, the final clip I wanted to share from the press conference today, of course, I, I couldn't go. Um, a preseason press conference and talking to Dean Smith about uh, the one and only Patrick Ajumong. I think one of the more interesting, unique, young American striker prospects uh, in, the, in the country right now has flown under the radar his entire career. Uh, but... Every time Patrick Ajumong sees the field on any level he's ever played at, uh, he's he's done one thing. He's he's scored goals, Danny. Jose Tavares, I think, gave one of the most uh, famous quotes uh, about Patrick Ajumong when he said, "I can give him wings and make him fly." Uh, you've you've spent now more than a week with 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 Patrick Ajumong. Uh, what can you say about his training camp so far? I can give him wings and I can make him fly, also. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he's he looks good at the striker position. Yeah, no, he's good. He's uh, a willing learner. He's just we're just on the finishing se session actually. Him, uh, Luri and uh, Enzo. Uh, Carol's feeling his hip a little bit, so we won't train for the next couple of days. But then he'll be back. Um, so yeah, working with him. Uh, Jose's here with us as well. So you know we've been talking about our methodology and how we get it across to the players as well at both. You know, first team level and, and legacy level as well. So, it's uh, it, it's been really good to share ideas. You know, with with Josie as as much as the other coaches as well. You, you love to hear him uh, say those same words, Danny. I mean, I, from Josie's I mean, mouth now to what, what I got there is he almost was like afraid to say too much in praising Patrick. Like, like he quickly turned 
the subject over to like all the strikers and sort of got into the broader pick aspect of that answer. But he made sure to deliver you a very good one-liner in response to your question and saying that and he he tipped his hand. Like if he's trying to hide Patrick, he tipped his hand too much in terms of we know that uh he likes what he sees in Ajamon. Yeah, how could you not? I mean, he's he's a player that and, and I also asked uh, Dean Smith about young American players and you know coaching uh, American players who he necessarily didn't have a, a huge relationship with abroad during his time in the UK. I mentioned Josh Sargent as a player at Norwich City that Dean Smith has had experience with, but as far as a lot of Americans. And then one other thing I want to point out for the press conference today, Danny, was uh, in the beginning of the press conference, one of the first players that Dean Smith singled out. And you honestly cannot make this up, remember, because the, the last time, correct me if I'm wrong, but the last time Dean Smith had a press conference when we were there, at Atrium Health Performance Park, and he had not met or spoken with any of the players except for Ashley Westwood, the captain. Yep. And he meets all the players, he goes to training camp, and unprompted mentions the first player, and that is Brant Bronica. I mean, you, you really can't make that up, that one of the first things that Dean Smith does is comes out to his press conference and – and talk about Brant Bronico in a way that is so positive that he's got an engine that he can run forever and he can run tomorrow too. And it just really made me feel good about everything that we've talked about on the show, because that's the one thing we've highlighted about mm -hmm. Brant Bronico in this squad, about why we love him so much. He's going the full 90. It's all about the grind set. This kid showed up to uh, Charlotte FC preseason and just blew Dean Smith away with, with his right. fitness level. Well, what did we say? Like we, like the day Dean Smith was hired, Brant was like, probably like, Back to the lab, you know, like, <laughs> let's get in there and start grinding harder than ever, you know. So, like, like you know, and, like, what a Dean, Dean's comment, I think, was, oh, that boy Bronico, he can run all day, can't he? Like, I think that's what he said at the presser today. So, very cool. Uh, Keegan is asking, uh, what's up, real Keegan? Did you cover the These Aren't My DP take? That's coming up momentarily for sure. Um, Brett, you know, checks in again. This is, What do you think of this analogy? Brett's an analogy guy. I work with Brett, so I know he's very big into analogies and wordplay, but – does the presser make you feel like someone who wants to get married before they've even gone on a first date, just in terms of <laughs> confidence and composure? I love it. What do y'all think? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how Carol Swiderski can can come out of a team meeting and say he wants to go transfer over to Europe and play for somebody else. I mean, come on, Carol. Right. If you want to up your value, if you want to get, become a better player, I think the writing's on the wall right now. Uh, mm -hmm. With Camille Uzviak opening up that DP, DP spot, I think, Dean Smith, hopefully his message to somebody that is Carol Swiderski is, right. hey, we're going to get you somebody with pace on, on the wing here, and you're going to play up at, in the striker position. You can play at the 10 as well, and mm -hmm. we're going to feature you in a way. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm who, who's not ready to pop the question right now, Brad? <laughs> I mean, I'm ready. You've said it. Like, I'm, like I, I, I tend to be confident, like super confident, like um, at the start of any season. So I, I'm, I was famously overconfident with our chances last year, and I thought we were going to – you know, storm the league and and we yeah, didn't. And Enjoyment. you know what? I, it doesn't matter. I think I'm already back in that same mindset of like thinking we're going to storm the league. I mean, look at this. It's great. We've got the footage up here now. Um, if you're just listening of Dean, like coaching, just a, a nice training clip that the club provided us with, which is really cool. And, and just like watch this coach work. It's really great. As Bridget chimes in, such a much better atmosphere already. I mean, I, I, that's clearly apparent from from what you're seeing here and I love Dean and and one of the things he said today which John I want your take on is he was asked about I think it was Bridget right who asked him about the DPs like okay so one DP's out 
But we got two other DPs, Carol and Enzo. Do you see them playing together? They didn't play together up top as much last year. Is that something you want to do? And what was his answer? It was like he was like, "Yeah, I mean, they're doing pretty good. They're not the DPs that I chose for my team, so so they better impress me. But but uh, but they're all right, you know." I mean, Danny, look at this picture right here. Just that's the gaffer right there, the, the foot on top of the, the ball. Yeah, there. exactly. Short and shorts, not short shorts, but shorter than than most Americans wear for sure. No, but I mean, honestly, Danny, like from from that point of view, from from the gaffer's point of view, when he's talking about the DPs, that's that's absolutely the right thing to say. And the the reason why you've you've got to uh, challenge these players is because it's MLS, right? These these players from top to bottom on the squad are very more close to equal than they are separate. Mm -hmm. And just because Enzo Capetti is being paid um, a sum of money that's greater than most other players and it is this in this special category doesn't mean he's he's guaranteed to see the field. Now, we can have a whole separate discussion about the business and the economics of football and why Enzo Capetti actually playing would be a very good thing for the club. Mm -hmm. But Dean Smith doesn't make a decision at that level. He plays whoever the best striker is on on that Saturday night. So I think that's that's really special. And as far as Carol Sabersky is is concerned, I think I hinted at it, Danny. I mean, what ended up uh, happening with Camille Yusiak? It could mean one or two things, Danny. It, it could it could mean that Carol Sabersky's next up. That Carol Sabersky is is going to follow Camille out the door, or he's going to. Um, take take Dean Smith's challenge and try to prove to to us uh, once again he's our uh, DP and and he's he's expensive enough to move to Europe for ten plus million dollars in the summertime. Yeah, and what's it, it's really like? Hey, Carol, do you want to go to a mid table Italian league club in January, or do you want to go to a mid table Premier League club in the summer after having a great opening uh, season in MLS and like really getting on radar and like really get into a power supercharged attack, you know, like under, under Dino and stuff like that, which great comment by Joe Garcia, no skinny jeans for Dino. Yeah. Yeah. Skin, skinny jeans went the way of the old regime for sure. Um, I just think like, look at that, that image. Can I bring up this image again of the, of him working with Nymfasha? Like we, one of the things is like his work with young players is one of the things that's been lauded so, so strongly in, in his time here. And I, I just think that's really cool. Um, Carol has to sort of feel like a little bit more fire under his tail. I think with the way that like some of these young guys are now coming up, he's now for all better, for lack of a better word, an elder statesman at this club. You know, it's a young club, but he's, he's the guy who's been here now. And like, he has to sort of have a, like, you know, Carol feels different this year than he has the previous two years. Cause he's like, he's the, he's the, he's the elder statesman. Uh, he's the one he's been here the longest almost now almost more than anybody really right and there's a new coach coming in and there's all these young guys who weren't around the last two years and they're like here like uh coming up through the ranks and it's like all of a sudden he feels a little bit he's got to work a little bit harder you know Dino even said it these guys got to work a little bit harder like he for Enzo and Carol like what you said Johnny they're making the money but like if Dean Smith thinks Ajmong's better, he's going to put Ajmong in there. I think that's pretty clear. There's another thing Dean Smith, he said, didn't he even say like, oh, you guys are going to be shocked when you see my first first 11. You know, he's like, he's like, oh, when I put my first 11 out there, you guys are just going to be like, whoa. And I was like, yes, Dino, <laughs> put it in the veins, right? Like, let's go. Yeah. So, so everything so far, Danny's on the show has been, it's been good news. It's been roses. I feel like we're celebrating something, but we, we have a dose of reality and it was reported earlier and, and Joe Gar Garcia dropping in the chat as well is that 
Uh, Brandon Cambridge is is down with with an ankle injury. Mm-hmm. Danny posted on on X today that uh, he went in for ankle surgery and, and will miss the the beginning of the season. Don't know how long Brandon Cambridge will be missing. But when we talk about losing a a DP winger and now losing a a young right winger alongside him, all mm-hmm. of a sudden that position for Dean Smith. Danny has has become very very thin. Who's next in line at that right wing position? Uh, Mackenzie Gaines, right? <laughs> we got Mackenzie. Oh wait, no. There's there's Brandon. By the way, I want to pop this up and just show you, uh, Brandon. You, we have there's always a great um, sort of genre, social media genre of like um, uh, footballers posting thumbs up pictures from from injury uh, recovery beds and stuff like that. So that's. Pretty cool. I mean, Vargas will be on the wing, right? Vargas is kind of our winger guy. Are, do we? I mean, he's talked about Dean talked about speed, but did he really talk about wingers per se? He never said the word winger. So I was kind of thinking, what if we played like a four-two-two-two and let our you let our fullbacks really just handle the wings, Burn and Lindsay or Burn and Urinen, and really just like try to run like Carroll and and Enzo up top and like our field and oh, excuse me and. Um, Vargas and Deagra behind them a little bit wider. And then like Westwood and Bronico, if, if Dean loves Bronny now too, just like everybody, all the other coaches did, or Westwood in our field, <laughs> yeah, like that. So that's possible. But as far as depth at winger, we don't really have a lot, especially I was expecting Cambridge to get minutes. Could the Cambridge injury mean they reopen a conversation with Miram? I doubt it, but it's possible. I mean, Miram, th- when they first cut Miram, they said, we'll think about it again re-signing him and then recently that hasn't happened so i don't know who would you like to see in that role if it's not var if we are playing the four two three one or whatever who would you like to see in that spot where camille used to be well i i think carol i think carol sodersky have hinted, hinted this at yeah. uh, previous yeah, episodes right. that, that i yeah. that i really like carol kind of hanging out on that right wing cutting into his left foot and, and getting off a shot it's kind of like the kulisevsky role with with spurs where you've got that that left footed forward player on the on the right mm-hmm. wing that can cut inside and, and really dangerously make something happen. If you remember, uh, Jalen Lindsay, one of his best goals of the season, Carol Swiderski was lingering down that right-hand side. Remember, yeah. he kept that ball in play, knocked mm-hmm. it across to face a goal, and Lindsay uh, n- knocked it in. I believe that was on – that might have been on Danny Brams' 12 goals of Christmas countdown. I'm pretty sure it was. It was it was on Bramsey Claus's 12 goals of Christmas <laughs> countdown, for sure. Um, uh, that was my favorite assist of the year. I also our first goal of the year was a Carroll from the right wing assist to Copetti header against St. Louis, right? And, you know, and yes. th- that was probably the the high point of our season, really, <laughs> until, <laughs> until the last game playing Messi. So, um, although the Atlanta win, obviously, what most people would say. Um, I wanted to throw a name at you, maybe, and see what you think. Um, uh, Courtney House. Uh, Dino mentioned the left footed center back, right? So. This is a guy who I'm, I'm. This is not original research. Somebody had brought this up though in our comments uh, to take a look at this guy. So I did. Left-footed center back, 28 years old, plays for Aston Villa. Great Premier League experience. Uh, you know some connections to Dean. I think maybe even he might have played at Brentford even. Uh, but I have to double check that. No, it wasn't at Brentford, but he was at Villa uh, long enough uh, to know Dean there. And like he's kind of like in limbo at Aston Villa right now he's like never going to play for them again so like hey maybe we go get a, a left-footed center back either Premier League that that could be kind of cool I, I don't know but that's just one name but like 
Uh, I do oh, like another what, name. Uh, what Mike I think uh, Ben Ben Gibson. I think was another name. Danny Brams, a North yeah. City player who also is a left footed center back. And I saw Tifos mention his name as well, just to throw another hat a name in the ring. Or a, a, um, you know, it's just one of those things, Danny. For me, uh, uh, the nice thing is a left footed center back. You know exactly what you're looking for, right? There's there's yeah. a pool of players, and you and you potentially go get one. Yeah, I mean, like Michael says. Dean said left-footed defender, so I expect one now. So it's Dean is Dean is a so let it be written, so let it be done type of guy, right? Like when Dean speaks, we just kind of expect it to happen. Is that honeymoon stage or is that real something that we can expect to last for a while here with this new sort of pedigree uh, in the in the house? You know, Joe Laboo always talks about we're doing it big and we're not messing around anymore. And we're like, we're like they reassigned their entire sporting side staff here. Like one we haven't mentioned yet, but Zorin has a new title. Chief Chief Soccer Officer. That's pretty cool, I think. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, and then and uh, yeah, Bobby general Belair, manager, who, chief soccer officer. To me, to me, it's it's kind of a uh, just a, a reshuffle, if you will. I think it's it's the yeah. same job, just a different title for sure. Sporting yeah, director, chief soccer officer, and um, general manager. I think it's just to avoid confusion, like have avoid confusion with sporting director, technical director, who knows, or some type of corporate nonsense. But regardless, it's an entire rethinking. Like the the changes that to the front office that were announced today were planned and plotted back at the same time that they plotted to fire Latanzio. Like they took a, an overall uh, year end evaluation of the club and decided this is what we need moving forward. Right. So I just think we. What I'm so excited about with this club right now and today like really encapsulated it is the blank slate is like everybody come in. The idea that like no one's job is safe. That's great. You know, the idea that Brant Bronico has to go fight for his job again and is doing it. The idea that Carol and Enzo have to go fight for their job again and they're doing okay, but he seemed pretty happy when, when you brought up Ajimong. So, uh, you know, Ben Bender at right wing, Gesslin throws out. Thanks for following the team, Ben. Uh, Matt, excuse me, because as metric of success, our, our TIFOs says Ben's injured for the first five weeks. He can't be right wing. Sorry. But good enough idea there, Matt. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, I, I also think um, Jao Pedro. One thing I will say, Jao Pedro's a left-footed center back. I don't think anyone has brought that up uh, today. But, like, it's tough to slot a kid straight in like that. Uh, one of the things I didn't like about our back line was the inexperience the last couple of years. So, I don't necessarily want another rookie in there, but I have to think he's the understudy to whoever we do bring in. You know, I, I think the the position, Danny, it's one of those things. It's like that's that's what Dean Smith clearly wants. I think there's players on the roster that can do it. I think there's like four or five guys that could do it. But, um, you know, ultimately uh, the Cambridge injury is a blow considering the news with, yeah. with Camille today. There's, there's no doubt about that. And, um, well, you know, I, I appreciate – first, one thing, Danny, I appreciate all the TIFOs. I wanted to ask the TIFOs. Um, I hope they like the, the part of the show. We're trying to we, – we definitely want to ramp up the on these live streams, Danny. Definitely want to ramp up the production, bring you some bring you some videos, right. um, and, and really kind of uh, make it more of a, a visual experience. So anybody who's listening to this on the podcast, make sure you to subscribe to our YouTube page as well. Uh, we'll probably do one of these during the season uh, each week. I think the reason why I wanted to fire this up this evening and, and do the show virtually is because we're going to have a lot more of these coming uh, during the season. I think right now we've got them slated and penciled in for for Sundays. Uh, Post-Saturday uh, matches on Sunday, Danny and I will probably do a, a virtual show. We're hoping to bring you that bring you that from Hopfly, uh, which, which will be a really cool experience. 
uh, this season for the first time, hanging out on Hotfly at Hotfly on Sundays. I uh, come by after after a win, come by after a loss. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll have the show live at Hotfly, and we'll be be streaming live here on our YouTube page, on Instagram, on X as well. Um, so, so this is our plan for the season. So we, we wanted to fire it up tonight, keep it, keep it rolling, keep it moving. And I want to give a special uh, thanks uh, to, to Sean Swain uh, for taking care of our graphics as well. Uh, our, our Charlotte soccer show uh, graphics, uh, you know, all of our branding. Uh, shout out to Sean. Thanks so much for helping us out with that throughout the off season. Um, so Dan, I just want to drop that into the show here as, as we're about a half an hour in. And uh, one thing I w- also wanted to do tonight was, was uh, answer the TFOs questions. I knew I put out the back signal. I, I knew I asked the TFOs, Danny, and I, I found the prompt. And we've got a lot of our, our favorite um, TFOs or our commenters uh, in these replies. And it's one of those things because not everybody can can join live, right? So we've got TFOs who here in the chat who want to ask questions. Sure. Um, we've got we've got some legends here, Danny, and I've got questions <laughs> I need you to answer. Well, where would we, where would we be without the TFOs? Always, we appreciate you. Like t- people that have been riding, we've been sitting here thirty three minutes now, just just like BSing about our love for this club and everything that's going on. And we got you know twenty, thirty, forty people riding with us. That nothing feels better than that. So, uh, love to answer the questions. Are we doing rapid fire here, or like what's my what's my modus operandi? Yes, we're, I'm asking you the questions. I, I want your answer, and, and maybe I'll chime in. As well, but you typically are in a good spot to answer these rapid fire. So let's start with uh, JPP. Uh, looking oh, wait, ahead, wait, 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 real quick. I'm so sorry. I thought this was rapid fire. <laughs> you know, I do this. I forgot one thing. I just had to say the most obvious answer that I forgot to bring up to the right wing question: the new DP that we replaced Camille with. Sorry, I forgot. Okay. All right. Yes. Yes. All right. Yes. I guess that that signing is is happening here at some yeah. point and. Sorry. And um, yeah, hopefully we'll talk to Zora and Granetta about rapid it fire. Show. Whoever that turns out to be, it's not. It's probably not going to be growing back. Okay, James Paul Perez. No, definitely not uh, Albert growing back. He's getting paid uh, <laughs> either not now or by somebody else in the summertime. Uh, James Paul Perez. He, he chimes and he says, "Danny, looking ahead to February twenty fourth, I, I can't stop thinking about how crucial that game is. I'm so glad to start with this question because it really gets us into that that mm-hmm. match week mode." Uh, with three in a row on the road after that, uh, we really need three points on on opening opening night against NYCFC. Do you agree with that? Oh, hundred percent. And the good news is we always get three points against NYCFC. So I'm not I'm not re- I'm really not that worried about it. Uh, I think um, it's the perfect opening opponent for us at home uh, against NYCFC. What could be better, right? A, a team that we always beat, a team that is. Not had mate. They had one. Uh, I think they brought in one good, you, you know, young pr- player that they expect to be one of their new stars. But they have more outgoings. Um, one of their best players is a guy named Tyus Magno, who's like just like a super prospect who they've never been able to make it work there. And they're they're talking about selling him on now without him ever having really accomplished anything there. So I love the fact that we can play NYCFC to start the match. I would hate to lose our perfect streak against them, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think this Dino's going to have this team ready to fly out the gate. I agree that the three road matches right after that, with two of them being in Canada and one of them being literally the farthest trip that we can take, Vancouver. Um, you know, I don't love that, but I think that the Nashville game is going to be fun because there's going to be a huge TFOs representation and Charlotte FC fan representation. Um, I, uh, I'm a hundred percent locked to go to Nashville. I'm going to be there for the week working anyway. So I'll be, I'll just stick around an extra day and go to the game. 
and I know Greg Franco and a bunch of other people are planning to come up. There's Airbnb rentals being discussed. So keep these conversations going in the channel, but we'll have huge rec- uh, res- a huge contingent going to Nashville on St. Patty's weekend. Um, so that's going to be good. So I like that. And then we come home. So, but yeah, it's to answer James Qualls question rapidly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What you failed to do, by the way, um, it, it, it was one, one thing to add to that, Danny is, is that, you know, fine. You, you, you got to get three points cause you go on the road that the, the next three matches and then, yeah, you come home, but, but then you're playing uh, Columbus mm-hmm. at home who is the reigning MLS cup champion. And then Cincinnati right after And then that. you're playing Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. I've seen it. I've seen, I've looked. Yeah. Yeah, so it's pretty uh pretty tough schedule. DB's hot takes. Uh chiming in Danny Brackets uh, ask us a question about Camille. Do, do you think his replacement is being sealed as soon as that plane ticket is bought for Camille or do you think the club assesses its options and goes from there? Well, this is where I have to quote my boy Little Wayne and say real G's move in silence like lasagna. You know, like there's all this talk and all this like clamor of like, ah, where's the news? Where's the news? We don't have any, we're not linked to anyone. We're not linked to anyone. We're not signing anyone. And all I want to say is I would call this professionalism from the Charlotte FC staff. The Tommy Wilson thing was, would not have leaked if it wasn't for one like dogged young reporter on, on the Philly side who, who had some sources that confirmed it. Charlotte FC didn't want anyone to know about the Tommy Wilson hire until today when they were ready to announce it. They kept them out, but so they did successfully keep Miles Joseph under wraps. That's a pretty high-profile hire from someone who knows everybody in MLS, and that news never leaked, so that's pretty interesting. And then the Gronbeck news never really leaked until we made an official offer. There was no sort of like, you know, inching up to the line. It was just like out of nowhere, boom, offer made. So I really think Charlotte FC is like sort of showing a higher level of professionalism. They're not allowing – they're not, you know, like whispering – out there uh, to people, hey, go ahead and uh, tweet that uh, that eyeballs emoji uh, because some some news is coming tomorrow. You know that there's none of that going on. So like, I think they've been working their asses off. There's no chance that Zoran and Thomas and Benno and the whole team uh, have and and Tommy uh, and uh, Bobby and uh, and even Dean now. There's no chance they've been wasting the last two weeks sitting there doing nothing. Like staring at a poster of Albert Groenbeck and hoping he comes. No, they've got <laughs> plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D, plan Z, you know, the whole fucking thing. So the only thing I wish is that, you know, as Vi says, you know, Dean has a few good guys in mind. I, I wish that we weren't so locked into, I feel like, as you've said many times, John, it's that European pipeline is always the default and we're never really like scouting South America outside of just like the Enzo pipe dream from Latanzio last year. Uh, speaking of Enzo Capetti, I wanted to get to this question and it was in the chat. One of my favorites so far on the episode. Uh, do you think Dino has already told Enzo to cut the shit and no more rolling on the pitch in anguish every time he's nudged off the ball? I hope so. And I hope Ashley Westwood was standing right over Dino's uh, right shoulder when he, when he told him for sure. We, we know, uh, as we mentioned earlier in the episode, Dino can have the tough conversation. So I, I, I think the answer is yes. Well, and, and you know what? He might not even have to do it because MLS just handled it themselves over the offseason, if you didn't see, there was a rule change. If a player change. stays down on a pitch for an extended period of time, he needs to then come off the pitch and stay off the pitch for, I think it's a minute or so. 
yeah, uh, maybe thirty seconds, but yeah, yeah, so yeah like it's 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 not it's not two or three minutes. There's oh, no it's way it's two okay. or three minutes. Sorry. Yeah, no. I'm, if it was I'm thinking th- of something else. If, Forgive me. If there was two or three minutes, yeah, the um, the purest, me being one of them, would be up in arms, and that's ridiculous. The whole that is a lot for yeah. two or three. But, minutes, uh, but yeah, just just some type of consequences is good, and yeah, Enzo, yeah. Enzo needs to like it's just a waste of energy. It's just wasted energy. That's my whole thing. It's just wasted energy. Quit wasting Russell and Nor- Russell in North Carolina chimes in uh, with with Joseph and Wilson now secured. Uh, what new clues do we have about the team's tactics on the pitch? And I think this is a good a good idea for you. You talked about that four two 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 earlier. Uh, what type of tactics? That's you're you're in on that from a tactical point of view. I'm in on that. I, I've seen it work. I like that because it just kind of like it kind of is like a, a a conveyor belt that just sort of like roll just like moves the ball back to front and just like there's all everybody always has two dudes to pass to and it's just I, I I've seen it work for some good Watford teams back in the day and even maybe even saw Villa play that one time I'm not sure but um I don't know I you know it's a four a four two 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 is kind of almost like a formless it's almost gets to like positionless soccer for your front guys because you just sort of allow them all to roam. Who knows if we're talented enough to really pull that off? But I just really want to see Camille and Enzo up top, or excuse me, uh, Carol and Enzo up top together. That, like, whatever it takes to facilitate that is really the tactics I want. Dave Lively, he asks Danny, where are the player moves? I, I mean, let's just address that now, right? We 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 think that the DP's coming. Do you think any other signings are, are coming now that that Cambridge is injured? Yeah, Vinny Mello could potentially be on the way out as well. The, the yeah. two crown legacy players have been promoted to the first team, signed to the first team. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, who's next? It, I, I'm not sure there's going to be somebody else. I think. I think if you ask me over under one right now, I think I would probably say like a, a push right on the number one. Yeah, I would say one. I think. I think over zero point five. I think uh, just kind of like Shinyashiki. Um, uh, Tuiloma, Miram, like, like some of those intra-league signings kind of all came out of nowhere. There, there's just little deals you can pick up. Uh, you know, every team has somebody lingering on their bench that they don't want anymore. So we can probably go pick up one of those guys uh, uh, as a quick need based needs-based type thing. Cool. And I, I think I, one I think more that's... role player. With the Cambridge injury, I think, I think that's appropriate. But I think that might – I would say that would come after the DP. That's my uh, second second to last question. That's penultimate question on this TFOs round of question. I got one more from from Lenny Kornakia, Danny, for you here, and that's okay. No big signings yet. W- what's your thermometer reading? Right, that like what's your temperature right now? You know, are you feeling feverish? Like you know, you're a little worried that that this team is not going to get the job done. Are you feeling ninety eight point six? You feel healthy. Um, or, or, is, or you have a low baby. temperature here. You need to kind of get a little shot. You need to wake you up a little bit and get that blood pumper and get that temperature risen a little bit. Where are you? I hate to quote uh, Atlanta uh, legends here in Charlotte, but we'll just give them credit for being from the entire South. I'm cooler than a polar bear's toenails. Oh, hell. Uh, <laughs> as Outcast once sang, uh, I'm 98.5. I'm right. You know, I'm just a little bit cooler than everybody else right now. And uh, I think it's all good. Like um, I want the signing to come just as anybody. If if we don't have any signings till opening match kickoff, I will be mildly disappointed, but I I'm pretty sure the signing's coming. So I'm really not too worried about it. I know there's people that are listening to this right now that will say, 
if we don't have any signings by game one, I'm going to be freaking apoplectic up in arms. And I get that. But like, just remember, we have until April to bring guys in. Obviously, it's much, much harder after the European window closes. I get it. But like, let's see what happens this week. Let's see what happens this week. This weekend next. I think this, yeah, exactly. There's time. There's there's plenty of time. And remember, um, just because a European window closes doesn't necessarily mean the uh, the window is totally closed. There's an MLS transfer window that's open throughout the springtime. Now, who you can sign in that window, that's anybody's guess, but there's players out there. Uh, you can I, find some diamonds I, in the rough. What do you think about Bobby Firmino coming in? That's who Brett Thompson wants. He he thinks he thinks Roberto Firmino is the, is the key to unlock the whole damn thing. But is he is he bringing speed to the table? Because if he's not bringing speed to the table <laughs> at this point in his career, I'm not sure if Dino's going to have him on board. Somebody's got to be able to run up and down, um, yeah. whoever he signs. Unless you know I, that kind of signing. Seriously though, I think you're, you're you're looking at it at some point in the next. If if this project goes well with Dean Smith, uh, and I'm being serious about this, if this project goes well, if if Dean Smith can make a name for himself in America at Charlotte FC by having success and building Carol Swiderski into one of the best players in the league and, and bringing Patrick Ajman along to be sold for $30 million uh, across to, to the UK. And if that happens, and, and while yes, those are exaggerated numbers, when I say that, that 30 mil tongue in cheek, uh, but if, if Dean Smith can do that, then all of a sudden you have to start circling players abroad who are towards the end of their career, who still have, um, some time left in it. Maybe, maybe a player like an Anton Griezmann, a player that has always been rumored to come to MLS, mm-hmm. you know, somebody that you've mentioned on the show before. So when you're thinking about Dean Smith and kind of what he can do for this club right now, I think you have to think about it in a way that is, hey, yes, what happens in those first three or four or five matches really matter, but ultimately whether this tenure as a whole is successful will impact Charlotte FC's transfer strategy down the line in different windows. Right now, Dean Smith at Charlotte FC, I think it's a really nice hire. The TFOs love it. Our tremendous friends of the show, I love it. Danny, you love it as well. Nobody has said a bad thing about this hire because it's impossible to do that. Now, do some people have doubts? Yeah, I think some people do have doubts. And Dean Smith is going to have to prove those people wrong here in the next in the next few months in the next six months the next 12 months because once you get this project into 2025 once you project you get this project into 2026 and you've already had success maybe you've won a trophy or maybe you've made an appearance in a final by that point then you're talking about a, a an organization that could could really be humming um, so while you're thinking about the micro and all these questions, a lot of them are focused on the here and the now. And I don't blame it. Uh, blame the, the anybody for those questions. But but Danny, could blame them. This, this could be a long. This should be a long term project. Dino always, you know, there's there's people that are cheering for Aston Villa right now today that still say we wouldn't be where we are if Dean Smith hadn't laid the foundation. So who knows what we'll look like five six years. I'm excited about this year, Johnny. You couldn't have said it better yourself. I think I think I just heard you say we're going to win MLS Cup this year. Somewhere in, in well, there. I, I extracted that. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as hey, as hey, as long as we get these players, I'm, I'm looking at the moment, and I, I I feel we lack a little bit of balance defensively. Um, I think we've got four or five centre backs and all right footed, so I wouldn't mind getting a left footed centre back uh, to give us a little bit more balance and and obviously a bit more pace in the team uh, are the areas that I would like to improve. 
he wants to improve. He wants to improve Danny, and he, and he wants to see the players in. And if he gets those players, who knows what could happen? We've, we've seen crazier things happen in MLS. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we know, and, and I think I'll address this at the end of the show, Danny, as we wrap things up here. It's that we've been so hyper-focused on Charlotte FC, right? We have been so hyper-focused on Charlotte FC. We, yeah. we haven't talked about uh, one of Charlotte FC's biggest rivals, Atlanta United, getting really, mm-hmm. really uh, a lot better. Uh, during this offseason, and a lot of people are talking about Atlanta United reaching uh, a, a form on paper uh, that they that they were when they won MLS Cup, and then you've got then you've got Inter Miami as well, and you've mm-hmm. got you got the, the 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 dream team in Miami, Messi and his 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 soldiers, I guess if you will, yeah. Busquets and Suarez and. What, and Alba, you know, who what's else? What's that is movie that? Down? What's that movie that had like Jack Nicholson and Morgan Freeman as like all the <laughs> all these old guys that like went to like knock over a, ba- a bank or something for like their one last caper? That's that's Inter Miami for sure. They're still it. a brand, not a club. It's Charlotte Soccer Show. I'm John Hayes. He's Daniel Bramlett. Thanks so much, everybody, hanging out with us on this Wednesday evening. It's been a fun show. Always good to get the TFOs involved. Uh, and we'll try to do this whenever Dean Smith has a press conference to a virtual show. Uh, well, you again, you can you make sure you uh, go to our YouTube page, subscribe, set notifications. You'll know when we go live as well. Follow us on Instagram at, at Charlotte Soccer City. Follow us on X at For the Crown Baby, and then of course our Substack. You can find all that, uh, all those links in our in our show description here. But remember, Dan, you got to circle March 2nd. That's the big day on the calendar. The, the first away day bash at Hopfly. Like, mm-hmm. that's what we're looking forward to, right? We, we're we're going to – and the best part is we get a dry run on an actual match day. We get to go there on on the 24th before NYCFC, and we get to pregame at Hopfly, but then we get to prepare for uh, the away day bash at Hopfly on March 2nd mm-hmm. against Vancouver, 7.30 Eastern kick. Party probably starts around 4 o'clock. It's going to be a great afternoon. We have some pretty big plans. We're talking, uh, we might have some live music. We're talking uh, uh, like a, a live broadcast. We'll do an episode of the show from there with like a PA and like take TIFO's questions live from from the crowd and stuff like that. We'll do walk-in talks with people walking to the game and some live streaming and stuff like that. So first home game at Hotfly, make sure you go. Whatever your usual pregame plans have been the last couple of years, Take the first game. I know it's the first game. You want to go back to what you've always done, but think about swinging over to Hot Fly if you never have before because we're going to have a lot of fun. could become your new routine, maybe. Who knows? I don't know, but, uh, yeah, I- I'm so excited to be back, man. I mean, I can just – we're I think we're like 30 days till to kick, right? The day's the 24th, so fire it up. It, it's it's a good time to get, be fired up. It's, it's a good time to be a, a soccer fan in in the in the QC. And one more thing before we go, and we're going to talk about this later. Uh, but the Charlotte Independence rescheduled five of their matches this season for them to Friday nights. One of them to a Thursday night. So get ready for some Friday night football in town right. uh, this season. So we're going to have some some plans for Friday night football in the QC as well with the Charlotte Independence and a Thursday night football game as well. Um, at American Legion Memorial Stadium. So that's really exciting. Something to think about. Good night, Bridget. Good night, everybody who's watching the show. Thanks so much for watching Charlotte Soccer Show. Danny, as always, for the crown, baby. <laughs>